did you do that with your voice? You sounded exactly like a reporter. <laughs> Welcome to Neat and On the Rocks podcast, where sometimes life is neat and sometimes you are thrown onto the rocks. Here's to the good, the bad, and the entertaining. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, my name is Alyssa, and you know what, Caitlin? This week, I'm living on the rocks, I gotta be honest with you, because I had a bunch of appointments this week, uh, dentist, doctor, whatever, and I'm just feeling like kind of crummy. And then also last night, I'm trying to research a bunch of musicals for something specific that I'm doing elsewhere, another creative project. And last night, me being who I am, inspiration struck at like 1230. And then I accidentally went to bed at 3 a.m. But then I had to work today. So I got up at like 730. And so my body hurts today. I do have a question for you. Those appointments, were you early for them? I was. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. I nice. was five minutes early for okay. one of them and 10 minutes early for the other one. That's nice. That's, I told that's... you I'm never late for appointments. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, I just, I was just curious. I was just very curious about it. Yeah. You have to get there now and like call them before you go in. So I just get there and park in my car and then call them and be like, mm, I'm here. They really like to people watch in the um, waiting rooms. I just, I do enjoy really? a good people watch. Yeah. I come up with a whole story about who they are. I will again. say in terms of people watching, the best people watching of my life was when I auditioned for The Voice with my friend Krista. Oh, Okay. The, we did it twice. We auditioned twice. One time we auditioned individually and one time we auditioned as a duo. The people that you see waiting to audition for a show like The Voice, it's a journey. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. It must attract the masses. And it's like all of these people in a room who are like not maybe the best singers or or maybe they're really good. I don't know. But like everyone's trying to like outdo each other in line like we were just we were just hanging out like waiting our turn to go in the room and sing or whatever here people are like trying to like one-up strangers that they're near and they all start singing like similar songs in different keys and it's so painful and also hilarious I just wanted to laugh so often I mean I I like people watching post office love to people watch but I feel like I'm an old like I feel like old people go to the post office or like Correct. it's kind of like an older thing to do I feel like I mail out a lot of things so I do like to see what's going on on the on the line uh DMV also very interesting to people watch there um I, had a, I watched a woman have a full meltdown she was like I don't know how long she was waiting in line but she was next up and she's like I have to have a cigarette right now I have to have one and I'm like honey, you've been in line, like just, just waited out. You just waited out. And she, she broke down and left and like walked out of the line. She had to go back oh. to the back. And I was like, no, stay away from the nicotine kid. Hi, it's me, Caitlin again. And this week I am feeling pretty neat. I've been getting good sleep. I've been knitting. I've, um, I've been up to par on TV shows. I'm actually starting to watch The Real Housewives. I've um, never seen is, those. Uh, so I watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. 
and it is wild and just truly wild. But I've been told that's more tamed compared to the other Real Housewives. Of well, I'm not areas. shocked because I think isn't Salt Lake City like a primarily like Mormon Christian city? It is. It's it's predominantly Mormon, and the the housewives are either associated with Mormons or are Mormons or former Mormons. There's so they're coming from all over and just their stories, just their fighting, their fashion, their fashion. Oh, is it good? Well, yeah, like to each his own. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing that I would ever wear, but at one episode, the one housewife I'm indulging, but like one housewife through the other housewife, a party that cost $85,000. No. I just like. Who I, has an extra 85 grand for a party? For one night. I. I one night. I, you could buy like a lot of cars with that. <laughs> you can buy cars. You can buy some places college tuition. Oh, right. You can. You can. Two years at a private school. (laughs) (laughs) Two years at a private school or like four cars. (laughs) Yes. You can buy an extravagant long vacation and then some. Like, yo. I just think like if I was just handed $85,000 to throw a party, I don't know. I don't even know what I would have at my own party if I threw it for $85,000. I think everyone would get like a gadget of some sort. Personal chocolate fountains personal chocolate fountains i think everyone i would get everyone a cameo from clayton snyder <laughs> i don't know if you know who clayton snyder is is this the guy that's ethan from lizzie mcguire yes <laughs> you told me that you love him that's the only reason love i know that <laughs> i love clayton snyder this is like a newfound enjoyment and entertainment from him i think he's fantastic clayton uh, clayton are you listening to me right now it's it's one of your leading fans caitlin <laughs> my life would be forever neat <laughs> if you guest star <laughs> it's like instead of are you there god it's me margaret it's are you there ethan it's me caitlin <laughs> yes. are you there clayton it's it's caitlin oh clayton clayton oh, right. that's his real name that's his, his real name. name right ethan clayton is his show name. Got, it, got it got it got it got married last year <laughs> to Allegra Edwards. You know too much. I know too much. I follow both his Instagrams, his personal Instagram and his real estate agent Instagram. He's a real estate agent? He is. He is. In what area? California. I was going to say, I know you know. (laughs) The whole state. I don't know the whole state, but what I was saying, so Real Housewives. So I, I think it's a fascinating show and I was telling my friends about it and people who have watched it, they're like, you know, there's there's a lot more drama on the other ones and I was like excuse me they're like what are you looking for in a tv show among the housewives I was like (laughs) I am looking for audacity like I want audacity and they were and all of them suggested New Jersey which that's not shocking at all (laughs) not shocking I'm also from New Jersey so I'm starting from season one I will I'll let you guys know where are you watching this on the Hulu Overall, feeling me. I'm happy to see you. Uh, what are you talking about today? Well, Caitlin, this week I am going to be talking about Irish. Being Irish, Irish things, Irish. 
that's my topic this week for you. Now, you are Irish, correct? I am Irish. And I am also Irish. I'm excited to kind of see how our Irish American experiences are similar or different. I'm curious. I feel like I have more, I don't know how Irish I am. Irish I knew. <laughs> oh my. I had my DNA tested, fun fact. Ooh. And so what's really interesting about me is that I don't look Irish at all, nor do I have an Irish name because my dad's family is not Irish at all, but my mom is very Irish and I was very much raised in an Irish American household. I'm really close with my Nana. I was curious to see what would show up in my DNA because like I said, I, nobody thinks I'm Irish ever, like no, unless they know me when I had my DNA tested it came out that 52.9% of my DNA is British and Irish, oh, wow. uh, which with the bulk of that coming from Ireland, all four of my mom's grandparents emigrated to the United States. Actually, my both of my parents are second generation American. So I'm third generation American on both sides. My of my mom's grand four grandparents, three of them came to the United States through Ellis Island from Ireland. The fourth, my Nana's mother moved from Glasgow. She lived in Scotland and she came through Nova Scotia in Canada and then came down to the United States. Now, have you been to Ellis Island before? Yes, several times. Have you like seen your family's name anywhere? Some of them. Yeah. I love the Irish American culture and St. Patty's Day is rapidly approaching and I cannot wait. And even though COVID is about to take it from me for a second year in a row, I'm not going to let me, let it get down my Irish spirit. Tell me about your family. Yeah, I'm Irish on both sides. I would say probably my mom's side's a little bit more in terms Irish. I also took a DNA test and a majority of, of me is Irish. But one of the funnier things that's happened this past year, my uncle for Christmas bought me like a little plot of land in Ireland. So now formally I'm, I'm Lady Caitlin. That's amazing. Let me tell you. Although I don't think they do lords and ladies in <laughs> Ireland anymore, but okay. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna it's look. very cool. I will give it to you. Lady Caitlin of Lady Caitlin of New Jersey. Oh, so this brings me to my next point. Caitlin, as a fellow Irish American, yep. my first question for you is, do you guys drink a lot of tea? We do. Uh, my mom and I drink a lot of tea, but I just as in general, I drink a lot of green tea, which I don't think is That's, Irish no. per se. No, but, but I'll take it. <laughs> green. My favorite but, do you, but, but you do hot tea, right? Because iced tea is not a, like an Irish thing. I do both. I, okay. I don't drink coffee at all. If I'm going to drink something hot, it's hot peppermint. I like peppermint tea. Oh, me too. A big peppermint tea. I have this delicious ginger pear tea, which is... Oh, that sounds so good. So delicious. And it's just, I it makes me really happy. But I, I am exclusively a tea drinker. Yeah, my family drinks a lot of tea, like a lot of tea. Like if my, for example, at the beginning of quarantine, my mom, when we were making a shopping list in the early days of COVID, when the stores were like crazy, mm -hmm. my mom was like, 
we're not going to die if we run out of toilet paper, but we will die if we run out of tea bags. And I was like, all right, mom, we will get some tea bags. We will find it somewhere. Okay. We did not run out of tea, thankfully, but the Helens were real concerned. Both my mom and my grandmother are named Helen. And that's why I call them the Helens. Um, the Helens were real concerned that they were going to run out of tea. I just remember one time I stayed over at your apartment. It was might've been like a year or two ago. And I, we were, I was getting up and you're like, help yourself to tea. And I was like, okay. I remember opening the cabinets and there must've been like 15 <laughs> options. And I was just like, uh, and each one of them were opened at one point. So there was a lot of options and you're like, help yourself. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, which one do I pick? Like, what do I do? I don't know what I ended up on, but like, I just remember knowing, knowing you, I just know you're a big tea drinker. Mm-hmm. I think you always had a tea kettle with you in college. Yes. Electric but- tea kettle goes where I go. Yes. I remember that. I remember the tea kettle quite well. I just remember that in your cabinet, your cabinet. I'm, I'm imagining still opening it. And it was all these tea boxes for like every occasion, like seasonal tea, like anxiety, like something for society. But yes, anyway, so my brother and I really like a lot of different teas and we have a lot of them in the house. Would you say you like a variety of teas? I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, other Irish American foods. Potatoes. Corn, well, of course, potatoes. Corn potatoes. beef and cabbage. I love corned beef. We love corned beef. We usually skip the cabbage. <laughs> We're in the same way. We don't really make corned beef here, but there's an Irish restaurant near me that I always get the corned beef there every time I'm there. Okay. So my see my mom makes uh makes a corned beef a couple times a year like she'll oh, yeah. definitely w- make one the week of St. Patty's Day and we'll have like corned beef sandwiches all week also Irish soda bread oh you're gluten-free you can't have that yeah I, I so don't sorry. remember having uh I do not remember the last time I've had Irish soda bread it must have been 15 years wow yeah I love Irish soda bread, but it has to have the caraway seeds. The caraway seeds add so much. I also prefer my rye bread with caraway seeds. Why are you taking caraway seeds out of stuff? People put them in. They add so much flavor. They're so good. I'm here for a caraway seed. Another thing, my family has a family recipe called brown bread that we make. And you like eat a piece of the brown bread with cream cheese on it. Ooh. Okay. It's very good. It's like, um, it's almost like a cinnamony raisin type of a bread, but it's brown. I don't, we just call it brown bread. I don't know. Now, do you enjoy Irish butter? Cause I do. Here's the thing. Do I enjoy it? Yes. Does it enjoy me? No, because I'm lactose intolerant. So <laughs> between the two of us, it's a journey here. We're folks. fine. <laughs> okay so next this brings us to do you have any irish sayings that your family says or that you enjoy nothing that sticks out to me that in terms of a irish phrase okay i chose i i found two that i really okay. like to bring up i mean there's a, a ton and my grandmother is always saying these like random things that i don't know if they're necessarily irish or they're just our family but she says she has a lot of sayings or like my mom will throw throw around the words malarkey hootenanny shenanigans like those words just come flying out of our lips i do love a good shenanigan yep i am dts down to shenanigan 
down to shenan i am so down to shenanigan so a couple of phrases that we like or that i like i have a plaque that says this one may your home always be too small to hold all of your friends that's which cute. i think is cute i have that on a the plaque my neighbor gave me for my, one of my apartment housewarmings and then another one that i love is may you be at the gates of heaven an hour before the devil knows you're dead <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like is a very Irish thing to say. I of course, say- there's like the famous ones, like may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. There's a lot of them. So then this brings me to, there's three other things that in my family were always like have on plaques or we're yelling it or saying it whilst imbibing or hanging out. Um, do you know, or do you know the expression Cade Bidefalcha? I know it. I we have it around our house too. But yeah. I don't really think twice with it. It means a hundred thousand welcomes. And so that's why a lot of people have it in their homes. It's Gaelic. And then obviously Slancha. Do you yes. guys do that one? Again, I've seen it. <laughs> okay. So Slancha, see, we always yell Slancha because Slancha is like cheers. So every time we're having a drink together, we yell Slancha. So then there's one other thing that my family yells all the time. And I this is more of a Scottish thing, I think, than an Irish thing. But my brother in particular, and I always yell at this, but also my grandmother, we always yell, who's like us, damn the yen. Have you ever heard that one? No. (laughs) So a lot of times at like a party when everybody like stops to like cheers their glass, it'll be like, slancha, slancha, slancha who's like us and everybody else like damn again it's like nobody's us we're unique like nobody's us i've never heard of that before okay so this brings me to my my little spiel that i'm gonna do for you today here caitlin of course so first i fully believe that in order to have an understanding of the pride that irish people experience during saint patrick's day you have to kind of understand a little bit about the history of the country of Ireland and kind of how we got here. Heck yes. Okay. So I will list all of my sources. Of course, a lot of Irish history is broken down into the early Gaelic and medieval Ireland, the Viking invasions, the Anglo-Norman conquest, modern Ireland, the Protestant ascendancy, the great famine, the home rule movement, the division of Ireland, 20th century Ireland. And of course, Northern Ireland, which is separate now. In the beginning, the Gaels invaded Ireland. These Celtic people set up Gaelic society, which had these basic units of the Tuatha, which were like petty kingdoms. If you've seen Outlander, some of the stuff I feel like is kind of similar to like the way clans were set up in Scotland as well, which makes sense because Gaelic is the language of both the Scottish and Irish. This is probably where your ladiness comes from. I feel like your lady, the lady title probably comes from ancestral grounds of the Gaelic times. I mean, I think my ladiness comes from within, but okay. Well, also that I just meant like the official title. Like (laughs) this would have been the time period, I think, when they had like late like they would say like lady whatever these little petty kingdoms there were about 150 of them these separate little clans and little kingdoms and they were completely separate units but they shared a common language which was gaelic and one of the reasons this society existed was that the romans who had conquered basically the rest of europe they didn't make any attempts to conquer ireland these lasted a lot longer i wonder why if they were just like kind of looking over and then kind of like look out to 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 ireland and they're like meh well we're good 
I'm sure That's part of it is because it's an island. Probably. So the probably. sea probably protected them. St. Patrick introduced, or he's credited at least, for introducing mainstream Latin Christianity into the country around the 5th century. And what was considered the Dark Ages for the rest of Europe was actually the Golden Age for Ireland. So Ireland was thriving. thriving. We're, still, we're still going strong. We're still thriving. Thank you. Uh <laughs> Vikings. So the next was all about the Vikings. So then the Vikings from Scandinavia began to raid Ireland in the late eighth century. And even though they were eventually defeated, they started the first cities in Ireland of Dublin, Limerick, and Waterford. So that's where probably some of the blonde hair comes from. Then we have something called the Anglo-Norman Conquest, which is in 1171, Henry II took advantage of a letter from the Pope which basically authorized him to be like the overlord of Ireland and make all these Irish churches more in line with like the Roman Catholic standard. So a bunch of these Anglo-Norman barons tried to like settle in parts of Ireland and drive out the native Gaelic aristocracy, but they weren't effective in creating a centralized monarchy like they had in England but England was distracted by its own issues. So they never really effectively created a royal authority like they did in some of the other places they've colonized. Um, and their English colony was like kind of in like the Dublin area. And eventually a lot of these Anglo-Normans, they intermarried with the Gaelic population and adopted those language and customs, basically becoming Irish people themselves instead of being so associated with England. Although only in the Anglo-Irish colony, an Irish parliament modeled on the English one was created in the late 13th century. By the end of the Middle Ages, it was obvious that the conquest was a failure. And in the 16th century, Henry VIII, Mary I, and Elizabeth I all tried to retake Ireland by military. Henry's break with the church complicated the reconquest because unlike in England, there was no indigenous sympathy with the Protestant reformers. So the Church of Ireland was legally transformed from a Catholic church into a Protestant church, but was rejected by the overwhelming majority of the population. They basically we were, were on like, a break. Right. They basically we were, were like, this is like a Catholic nation. And they tried to force everybody to be Protestant and it did not go over well. Then this is when modern Ireland kind of takes form. Some of the Gaelic chieftains were really unhappy about their new roles, being basically like they were allowed to live on their ancestral lands, but they weren't allowed to keep that same Gaelic social uh, social system of like the Tuatha and like the you know lady or the lord of whatever the clan. Um, and so they fled, they left the land, but then because the land was not being occupied, it gave the English the ability to sponsor settled like scattered settlements of British Protestants. And there was some migration of like Scots as well. Then when the Irish fought against the Puritan party and were defeated, their leader pushed English authority on Ireland and repaid his soldiers and investors with land that they took from the Anglo-Irish Catholics who had joined the rebellion only to defend themselves. And the Catholics obviously took the side of King James II because he was Catholic King in England's revolution of 1688 because they just wanted their stuff back. Like they were sick of people like pushing them around and taking their stuff, yeah. which makes sense. But when he was defeated, the Irish Protestants enacted a number of laws which excluded Catholics from property and power. They weren't allowed to go to the same schools. Like they were like second, literally like second class citizens in their own country. So then eventually it was decided that there would be a single parliament for the British Isles. And although Catholics had been granted the right to vote, 
1793, they were not given a seat in the parliament until 1829 and the Catholic emancipation, which was led uh, by Daniel O'Connell, which is why his name, and there's like a statue of him in Dublin and he's everywhere if you ever go to visit. This brings us to the potato famine, also sometimes called the potato blight. Started by a fungus that was brought over from North America to Europe and then to Ireland, the potato crop failed for five years, which led to a lot of death and emigration to foreign lands. It was the staple diet for the Irish people and the only affordable food for the masses. They also grew certain grains and wheat, but those were taken by the British government and exported along with their cattle and pork. They literally, the only food they had left, they were like, no, it's ours. We're taking it for five years. For five years. For five years. So over a million people died from disease and starvation. Over a million in five years. So what were the foods they were able to eat again? Nothing. Nothing. Because potato, so potatoes were their staple, they're like staple in their diet. And it was the only thing that was affordable for the masses, like for the mass group of people. A lot of their farms also made like certain grains and wheats or cattle and pork, but the government took those to export them. So they weren't allowed to like keep them to eat them. Mm. Again, over a million people died from disease and starvation. The British government basically did nothing. And even landlords began evicting people, making them both starving and homeless. The United States sent two warships with supplies to assist the starving populations. And eventually groups like the Quakers set up some soup kitchens. Then the government set up something called workhouses, which if you've ever like dived into any literature from this time or set in this time period, I feel like workhouses always come up, Mm -hmm. but the government sets up workhouses for the starving people. These houses are immediately overwhelmed and the government wanted them to build new roads in the countryside, which was literally so physically demanding that it became a death sentence for a lot of starving and weak workers because they didn't have the energy to do physical labor. And then they like died trying to work for their meal. This brings us to Cove, the city of Cove spelled C-O-B-H Cove. At the time, I think it was called like Queenstown, but we're not going back to those British names. It is Cove. (laughs) And coffin ships. Have you ever heard of coffin ships? Uh, No, but they make me uncomfortable. The the name itself does not seem like a jolly old good time. So let's talk about Cove first. So Cove, which is in, it's, I believe it's in County Cork. I actually visited when I was in Ireland. It's beautiful. It's Mm. so pretty. The city of Cove, it's a big port of call. So it's where a lot of ships would leave from, depart from, load up. Gotcha. I mean, by like port of call. A lot of these ships are leaving from that area, but also fun fact Cove was the last port of call for the Titanic. Caitlin, this brings us to coffin ships. What do you think? Based on what it's called, what do you think a coffin ship is? Or why do you think it's called that? Okay, so I think it's it's a boat filled with coffins. But I'm afraid that's way too obvious for it. Maybe it's a boat that people go on and then they die on that boat. And then mm-hmm. it's just like a bunch of coffins, mm-hmm. essentially like dead man walking, but it's dead coffin sailing. Like, <laughs> yeah. So basically you arrived. Coffin ships were originally meant for cargo. And so they were usually unsafe and unsanitary and they would cram people onto these boats who were trying desperately to get out of Ireland because they were starving to death. And the reason that they're called coffin ships is because so many people died on them the risk I remember like 
learning. So you, they have museums where you can see them again in Ireland, the coffin ships. And I just remember when I was in Ireland thinking like, how grateful we should be to those of us who have ancestors that wanted a better life so badly that they chose to risk dying on this ship rather Mm -hmm. than stay and wait for death in Ireland. Right. Like, wow. Powerful because like truly like a lot of people died on these trips and did not make it. And typhus specifically, and a bunch of other diseases ran rampant on both the ships and in the quarantine centers they were put in upon arrival. And then of course, upon arrival to the US, a lot of them were greeted by a government, our government that was openly anti-Catholic as well. And signs advertising jobs frequently said, no Irish need apply, which I'm sure you've heard before. I did know this. Okay, so then, after the agricultural depression, a bunch of nationalists started emerging and they demanded something called home rule, which was basically they wanted their own parliament. One of the nationalists that demanded this, he won all of the seats that had Catholic majority. And at the same time, the Northern Protestants vowed to resist home rule by force. So the civil war was starting to seem like imminent, but the World War I kind of put a, a pause on it. And then after World War I, the frustration of the postponement of all this home rule led to the famous 1916 Easter Rising in Dublin. Now, when I was in Ireland, I was there in 2016. So I was there at the 100 year anniversary of this rising. That's really awesome. That must have been a really cool experience. It was really, really awesome. And the rebellion of this 1960 Easter uh, Rising in Dublin, it brought about a new generation of leadership. And while the Irish Republican Army, which is what IRA stands for, engaged in guerrilla warfare, the British government set up separate parliaments for Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. Following a ceasefire in 1921, a treaty made the Irish Free State its own country while allowing Northern Ireland to take their six counties out of that dominion and basically remain with the UK. So the Republic of Ireland, that's the independent nation of Ireland, is different from the island that is called Ireland. So a lot of people don't know that. So Ireland, the island, the Emerald Isle, Isle, as they call it, Northern Ireland is part of the UK, still to this day. Southern Ireland is called the Republic of Ireland, and that's its own country. And that is 26 of the 32 counties. The top six counties are part of the UK. So even like when you go visit, you use the euro when you're in the Republic of Ireland, but you have to use the pound when you're in Northern Ireland. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about Northern Ireland. The Republic of Ireland uh, was born out of a nationalist demand, but Northern Ireland arose out of a defensive reaction to that. And so its people never quite became nationalists of any sort. They assumed that conflict was inevitable and that constant vigilance was required by the Orange Men and paramilitary force. Have you heard of the Orange Men? No, but that seems like they don't carry vitamin C around, I'm assuming. So probably like <laughs> vitamin C later. I cannot. The, pun, I cannot. <laughs> the thing about the orange men, the orange men are the reason why you do not wear orange on St. Patrick's Day. That I know. I that is you as a rule, but they're the reason why the orange men. It's basically like a fraternity organization. They're like an order. Oh, 
who dress in orange. And these orange men, basically, they had this assumption of always being rejected by who they perceived as their enemies in the North. And so it kept elected Protestant majorities from even trying to win the allegiance of the Catholics. So the inability of the government to protect its Catholic citizens led to a resurgence of the IRA, first as a community defense force and then as an assailant. And this increased violence in the North between the two groups because they weren't trying for peace. Now, when was this all going down? This is like the 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s so then violence kept going until 1994 this is in our lifetime violence was still going on until 1994 when british negotiations with the ira produced a ceasefire which remained in effect till 96 and in 98 all the parties signed up to the Good Friday Agreement, which reformed their government to a cross-community parliament. So now you can go visit and, and people aren't really worried as much about like the bombings of what they called the troubles in Irish history. I was going to say too, if you, if anyone is curious about kind of what it was like in Ireland in the nineties, there's a Netflix show called Dairy, Dairy Girls. It is a delight. I that takes place you, in Northern Ireland too. It takes place in Northern Ireland. It takes place in the nineties. It, it's a quick watch. It's only two seasons. I think it's only six episodes per season and it's like 20 minutes each. If you have a weekend, like I highly suggest watching it. It is so funny. And I've watched it like six times. Same. I think I've the whole thing. I love it. Truly. It's I think I've been through it one or two times. A familiar face to be watched Bridgerton, um, Nicola Coglin. She is one of the stars of that show. So mm-hmm. you ever chance? And she's Irish. Like she she's Irish. an actual Irish woman. So I would if you have a chance, I highly recommend Dairy Girls. It gives you more of a 90s growing up 90s in northern ireland it's a really well done show i agree so now let's talk irish americans okay which is what we are we have entered the chat here we go so some (laughs) irish catholic immigrants came over during the colonial times but the big wave of immigration started during the potato famine which makes sense Ireland's population decreased during the 19th century, and it is estimated that approximately 4.5 million Irish arrived in America between 1820 and 1930. My family included. Did did yours come in during that time period too? You so. Mm -hmm. Probably. Between 1820 and 1860, the Irish constituted over one third of all immigrants to the United States. And in the 1840s, they were nearly half. They left largely rural areas and lifestyles in Ireland, and many found themselves unprepared for the kind of industry and urban settings that were taking place in America. Although they weren't the poorest people in Ireland, by American standards, they were very poor. There are more This is still true to this day. There are more Irish people in the United States than in the country of Ireland. I'm not surprised. Many had no money outside of what it cost them to come to the United States. And so they settled in the ports of where they arrived, hence like New York City, because Ellis Island is right there. So they often lived in cramped and crowded spaces and faced hostility from other ethnic groups in the United States. Many Irish American women became servants or domestic workers and men worked in coal mines or built railroads and canals. 
as they fought for jobs further inland, they were often antagonized by organizations such as the American Protective Association and the KKK. Many faced blatant or subtle job discrimination and businesses took advantage of their willingness to work unskilled jobs for low pay and threatened to replace those demanding higher wages. Have you noticed that the immigrant story has not changed? Yes. The immigrant story has not changed, which is why to me, I feel like how could you ever like knowing that your family went through this, how could you treat current immigrants from other countries poorly? makes me very mad. Yeah, no, I agree. The immigrant story in the United States has not changed. We still treating immigrants like lesser than, and we should not. I'll get off my soapbox. So over time, many Irish Americans climbed occupational and social ladders through positions like policemen, firemen, and teachers. Some of the tension between Protestants and Catholics found its way to America as well as groups like the nativist American party held anti-immigrant and anti-Catholic sentiments. The thing is, that's very interesting right now in our history in the year 2021, we have only the second ever Catholic president of the United States. Very interesting. I'll just talk a little bit about my family and the, or, and then we'll talk about St. Patty's Day specifically. So my family came over during this time period, both sides. One of my great grandfathers was a cop in New York City and him and his brothers had been cops in, they were picked out uh, from Ireland to be cops in London because they were such big men in Ireland. And back then cops didn't carry weapons. So they were asked to be cops in London just because they were giants. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like my grandfather, this is on my grandfather's side, my Nana's husband, and he had twin sisters that were like six, five, like they were tall. Yeah. They were tall peoples. And how tall are you? I am five, nine. That's tall. And my grandmother is like rocking five foot. (laughs) So what's really funny. I always joke is that like my grandfather's side were like the Celtic Gaelic giants, you know, the kind that like threw trees and stuff like in the Scottish Highland games. Oh my God. And Nana's family were like the leprechauns. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know. I'm really, I'm really proud to be an Irish American. So I'm all about celebrating that all year round, but especially in March and especially on St. Patrick's Day. How about your family? I was going to say turn up March 1st. Mm-hmm. I think we, we definitely take pride in being Irish. One of the things that we do do is we do something for St. Stephen on that's St. Stephen's Tuesday, which is December 26th. Speaking of the potato famine, we have a family tradition that we don't drink and we don't eat meat on St. Stephen's Day because my ancestors used to pray to St. Stephen during the potato famine to get through it. And they're like, we wow. owe you one. Yeah, so St. Stephen hold something in, in my family a little bit and but we take we take St. Patrick's Day really really serious and something else in the town I live in or in the area I live in it's very Irish and Irish Catholic they, we have a big big St. Patrick's Day parade every year in our town and even on a grander level in New Jersey there's St. Patrick's Day parades all over the state mm-hmm. where I live in closer to Belmar Belmar has the uh, is first in, in the month of March for St. Patrick's Day parades, they hold it the first Sunday of March. Okay. So this year, March 1st is on a Monday. So, so March 7th will be the St. Patrick's Day. I don't know what it's going to look like this year, if I'm being honest. It could change. It could be still the same, but it's hard to say this past year. But what I did for my family was that I knitted most of them Ireland flags 
Aww. I knitted you one too. You did. I didn't I know you made it for your whole family though. That's I so made cute. It. Yeah. My brother like saw me knitting and he, he was like, do you think you can make a flag? And I was like, I probably can figure this out. And it's pretty easy. So I did him one. And then my older sister saw it and she wanted one too. Then my mom wanted one. And then my dad also wanted one. So they all have Ireland scarves. I don't have I one. That. I don't like knitting for myself personally. So I just always knit for other people. Oh, I don't know how to knit. So I can't make you one. Otherwise I would. <laughs> for me, St. Patrick's Day has always been a combination of a family holiday like even when I was a little girl, like getting, like getting decked up in green for St. Patty's day. And like, I always knew what I was going to be wearing to school was going to be like all kinds of Irish clothes and, and pins and ribbons and, um, all kinds of things. And then, uh, my area also has a parade and we also have a Celtic festival, um, at the end of September hosted by the Celtic cultural Alliance and they do Highland games and it's awesome. That's right. I remember you mm-hmm. always talk about Celtic Fest. Is yes. that what it's called? You call mm-hmm. you talk about two festivals, Celtic Fest and Music Fest. But I always Correct. remember <laughs> you're, you're a big festival person. Okay, so this brings us to St. Patrick's Day. So let's I just I don't have a lot about it, but just a little bit about the background of St. Patrick's Day for anyone who doesn't know, St. Patrick's Day is March 17th and it has been celebrated for over a thousand years as a religious holiday during Lent. As we're recording this, Lent starts today, Ash Wednesday, and Lenten prohibitions, such as not being able to eat meat, are waived when it falls on a Friday. So it was always celebrated as a religious holiday of when the Lenten like restrictions are lifted. And traditional food in North America is corned beef and cabbage, although in Ireland, it's more of a bacon that's similar to ham instead of corned beef. Uh, I read a story that was like, supposedly, they wonder if the reason why we started with corned beef is because Irish immigrants bought corned beef from like a local Jewish person in New York City. (laughs) And it just kind of started from there because those were their neighbors. But it's corned beef is definitely an American St. Irish American St. Patty's Day. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so St. Patrick is the patron saint of Ireland, and he's credited as bringing Christianity to its people, which I mentioned earlier, but also he's known for driving all the snakes out of Ireland. Have you heard this before? I have. When I went to Catholic school, they would show the same video every year. It was like a cartoon of saints. So it's a cartoon of St. Patrick and him like the snakes going like into the water. Yeah. So he's like legend. The legend of St. Patrick is that he drove all the snakes out of Ireland. And it is true that there are no snakes in Ireland. Honestly, more ideal for me. I'm afraid of most animals, including snakes. So Mm -hmm. I would be okay in Ireland, to be honest. Probably. What began as a religious holiday and a Roman Catholic feast in Ireland was then championed by immigrants in America who began organizing parades and other events. So nowadays it's evolved into like a secular ode to Irish culture that's celebrated all over the world, which is really fun. That's why you don't wear orange. Like some people that don't know anything about the day They're like, oh, orange is one of the colors in the flag, but it is not associated with St. Patrick's Day at all. Orange is the color of like the Protestant British supporters who didn't want Ireland to become their own country. They weren't Catholic. St. Patrick's Day is a Catholic thing that became a secular thing for everyone. But you wear green is the moral of the story. You wear green. (laughs) Do not wear orange on St. Patrick's Day. I will not be your friend. (laughs) I will talk to you on the 18th. (laughs) 
if that's the case. Bye. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that's all I have. I'm also going to include for fun when St. Patty's Day actually comes around on our Instagram and our Twitter. I will share my Spotify playlist of Irish music that I will be bumping to all day because I also really love Irish music. I uh, play the violin actually, and I used to do Irish step dancing as a little kid. And I can't step dance at all anymore, but <laughs> I do still play the violin and I love to sing and my brother plays the guitar and we love a lot of the folk songs and the number one folk song that every Irish American person should know. A lot of people might say Danny boy, Danny boy is depressing. The number one party song you need to be bumping is wild Rover. How does it go? I've been a wild rover for many a year. Yeah. And I spent yeah. all me money on whiskey and beer. There's a whole thing. There's clapping in the chorus. Yeah, it's a duh. great time. Yes. So my topic this week, Alyssa, is March Madness. But not with basketball or baseball or football or really anything sports related. I am combining my love for March Madness and Disney and creating a March Madness Best Disney Songs. So I scoured the internet. I found a one on Twitter, which I'll also post in the show notes. And that was coming from EW.com slash Disney, where they were discussing it there. I printed it out. I made a couple adjustments. I think, Alyssa, you and I, we're going to fill this out together. I think this would be a great team working experience. I mean, okay. we're new with podcasting. I mean, we've known each other for years, but we might have differing opinions on, on Disney songs. Okay. So, this is how big it is. You can't see it. Oh my anything. gosh. Yes. Let's just get, let's get into it. Okay. First song we have is When She Loved Me by <gasps> Toy Story. Toy Story. Two. Yep. Or when you wish upon a star. Mine's when somebody loves when somebody loves me. It's so beautiful. I understand when you wish upon a star is the classic though. This is where are we already different? <laughs> We're already disagreeing. I understand. See, okay, oh, I, understand. No. I understand that when you wish I, I will concede. I will concede to when you wish upon a star because it is so heavily recognized throughout many generations of Disney fans and it is beautiful yes but, but when somebody loved me is so pretty. I'm not saying when somebody loved me is not or is not a bad like I'm not saying it's a bad song I I'm know between the two all right this one okay <laughs> this one hurts me because I love I love both these songs okay Mulan I'll make a man out of you <laughs> or Goofy movie, eye to eye. Okay, wait. I have to pull up Goofy movie because I'm tempted to just immediately say Mulan because Mulan's my favorite Disney movie. Okay, a lot of people, I've done this this bracket with so many people and immediately everyone dismisses eye to eye and to each his own. But like, I don't think it's an immediate dismissal because eye to eye is a bop. It is a bop. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's I'll make a man out of you. I understand that oh. this is like a bop, um, but I don't I don't have any visceral memories of this song. I'll make a man out of you at a karaoke bar would stop me in my tracks today right now. 
I mean, yes, to that, but like eye to eye, I just feel as though eye to eye deserves better in this in the Disney world, in the Disney bracket, in my opinion. How many times have you actually seen a goofy movie? A lot. But how many times I I listen to Eye to Eye in the morning to get myself pumped up for work. It's Eye Time, Rain what? on Me by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Okay, because I don't recognize this song. It it's but I think I've maybe only seen the goofy movie once. Like I've seen an extremely goofy movie multiple times, and that's obviously stand out above the crowd. That's that in one, the same one. They're in the same movie, are they? Okay, yeah. well that's the winning song compared to this one. You have to listen to it fully. Are you listening stand to out. it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, I, Caitlin, it's all make a man out of you. I know, I know it's I make a man. I know that. But I just feel as though we shouldn't quickly dismiss eye to eye. That's all I'm saying. I, I did not quickly dismiss no, it. No, you didn't quickly dismiss it. But anytime I play, I, I do this with anyone else, everyone's like, oh, like forget eye to eye. No, eye to eye needs to be like, let's give eye okay, to eye. Okay, but why second. didn't they put eye to eye up against something weaker? I don't know. Because Mulan is incredible. It is I'm not saying I I'm, agree with you. I'll make a man out of you is a bop, but so is I tie. I'm just I will, saying. I will give you that it's a bop, but it loses in this bracket. It does. Exa- that's all I'm saying. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay. It's still a good song. I will also say, I probably should have said this in the beginning. I have delayed, like we, I played, pulled out this bracket at different dinners and lunches and breakfast with friends. And we've delayed it because we've gotten so into it. Oh, <gasps> I don't know. This might be a fight tonight. Here we go. All right, next two songs: Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride from Lilo and Stitch, or oh. do you want to build a snowman with from Frozen? Please, Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. No, I agree, without okay, okay. a doubt. Okay, okay, okay. We're back on track. We're back on track. Because, like, do you want to build a snowman? Is cute, but like Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride is great. Next one: Colors of the Wind or Happy Working Song. Colors of the Wind. Okay, okay. We're good. We're back on track. I agree. Happy working uh, song is from Cinderella, right? Yes. Yeah, no. So I think that's what my. This is from I'm really, really small. Colors of the Fun. Wind, Judy Kuhn. Oh, beautiful. Savage. Yeah. Um, How Far I Go from Moana mm-hmm. or Hi Ho from Snow White? <laughs> These are so. Di- hi Ho, Hi Ho. It's off to work we go versus. See the line of the sign and the sea. <laughs> That's it goes. The words. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it pulls two very different ones. They're so different. <sighs> and it's like, I'm, what do you go? What the one that you listen to most or the or like a classic? To me, I go to like which one do I want to listen to more? Oh, okay. No, is that not how you're doing it? I like I consider like ones that I liked as a kid. I like factor in like what did I enjoy growing up? What would I did you listen to? Hi ho, hi ho, as a child. No, but like I think of the movie, and yeah. I. So I think I mean in this I think I and then like how classic it is. So like between the two, Snow White's a classic. Like it's a classic, but I probably would go with How Far I Go just because I I I like it. I like it a little bit more overall. Yeah, I just feel like. 
hi ho hi ho even though the movie's a classic the song is not like great imagine that's your alarm hi ho hi ho it's no. off to work we go then cue me <laughs> sobbing in my bed because it's you know morning anyway <laughs> crying over this hi ho hi ho song okay okay under the sea from the little mermaid verse i wish people can see me i i, I am not i'm providing visual content not so much of the singing part <laughs> because i'm leaving that to you but every time you start to sing i like do a little dance in my seat but okay dance. make a little love get, get down, down tonight. <laughs> Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid or Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Into the Unknown. It's Under the Sea. I passionately feel it is Under the Sea. Into the Unknown, though, I really do enjoy it. Yes. I really do enjoy it. I think for the classic Disney song, I it leans towards Under the Sea, so I'll just agree. And- I just feel like they're both they're both good songs. Yes. Under the sea is a bop. Into the unknown, you're like in your feelings, belting alone. Ooh, I don't know. I also, guess- into the into the unknown is so new. Yes, I-, I feel like if a younger generation was doing this, they might choose differently. But I feel like we have to pick under the sea. Yeah, I mean, but then in argument's sake, if we have to pick Under the Sea because it's a classic, we would have picked Hi-Ho and Snow White. No, because Hi-Ho is not as good of a song as Under the Sea. Hi-Ho, 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 it's all to work we go. Then what? Do you know the rest of the song? Because I don't. Well, because it's Hi-Ho. There's no words, That's it. It's Under the Sea. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, right? The whole thing is just like, you could still dance to it yeah. today in a bar. Like would you I can. dance to it in a, I, my new judging criteria is would <laughs> I sing this or dance to it in a karaoke bar? If the answer is yes, it's going to win. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so, this, so the next two. Although both of those songs would be successful at karaoke. Both, into the unknown, both unknown those songs. And Under the Sea. Into the Unknown, I feel like, would be really good in karaoke or just for sure yeah. but you also you you also can't be terrible and sing that song because it's difficult no. under the sea anybody can sing under the sea you can't be late and boring and you can't be terrible and singing into the unknown by frozen correct yes okay <laughs> so Let's which establish. one did we pick did we pick under the sea we picked under the sea okay I see um so the next one is old Olali by robin hood or prince ali from aladdin which i think I don't know the Robin Hood song. Should I look it up? No. Because I was going <laughs> to. Prince Ali. I don't know the other one. And I like Prince Ali. So push it through. Okay. The next one is Spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins. Spoonful of Sugar make some medicine. Go down. Medicine go down. Medicine go down. Okay. Or baby mine from Dumbo. <laughs> Which was, I think, I think we thing. know the answer. Here's the thing. Okay. Dumbo was a traumatizing movie to watch as a I, child. I it can't was watch so it. scary and upsetting. I think yes. 
I like I would never choose choose to watch Dumbo ever again. I don't think it should be as dark as it's supposed to be. It's about a flying elephant, but it's really dark. All right. On to something a little bit more happier. High School Musical 3 is Now or Never or Aladdin's A Whole New World. To me, this is also clear. I really hope you're agreeing with me. A Whole New World. Yes. yes. Oh, thank God. Listen, I know. I, I think you know that I love a lot of High School Musical songs. I was going to say. I actually don't know three that well. I know one and two more because I was kind of old when three came out and I never really spent much time invested into it. Although I do know some of the songs and they're really catchy. But A Whole New World is like everybody and their mom dreams to sing that as a duet with someone. Yes. And I know A Whole New World on piano. <gasps> do you? Yeah, I I memorized part of the chords. I don't, I can't do, yeah, I know a little Somewhere bit. Somewhere in my house, I have a recorder Disney book. I could play Whole New World for you on a recorder. <laughs> it would be something out of hell. Next two songs. So we have from Moana, We Know the Way, or okay. Peter Pan's You Can Fly. Peter Pan. Me too. Okay. It's my vote. So this one, I this one coming up, tough in my opinion i don't think it's gonna be hard for you so um from oliver and company why should i worry versus poor unfortunate souls the little mermaid this is hard for you i love why should i worry but 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 poor unfortunate souls i regret it in the past i've been a nasty they weren't kidding when they called me well, a witch. I live for some Ursula. Okay, why should okay, I worry? Wait, wait, wait. Is I need feel to feel good. I need to listen to it. Let me just pull it up real quick because nothing's coming to my mind. I was going to say. Oh, listen. Billy Joel? Yeah. I haven't seen Oliver and Company in years. Same. But I was. Okay, so, so far, all of the songs you're like, but this song is so good, all have this, like, 80s, late 80s, early 90s vibe to them. So I'm uh-huh. sensing a style of song that you really like. I but like- also, it has to be Poor Unfortunate Souls, though, because Poor Unfortunate Souls is an iconic villain. <laughs> Ursula, iconic. That song? It is iconic. Don't, I- uh, don't underestimate <laughs> the importance of body <laughs> i love uh, ursula i mean it's a good song i'll give it to poor unfortunate souls but again why should i worry similar to eye to eye just needs a little Caitlin, respect on the name if you had to choose between why should i worry or eye to eye eye to eye okay so next one i have a clear answer but someday my prince will come versus be our guest okay well i'm nervous what you're gonna say um my prince will come. You are not so, no, that. no, I'm not picking that. Uh, the <laughs> I guess, but that is a pretty, you know, it's a pretty song. It's an old, it's an older Disney it's, song. It's an old song. It is a very like established song, I think, in the Disney culture. Same, like yes. I wouldn't say as high as When You Wish Upon a Star, but it's up there. But it's that same era. Yes. Versus, I, you know, Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest. It's like prime oh. 90s. Course Disney. by course, the golden one age. One by one, until you shout. And, and I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, okay, we're in agreement on that. So this one is specifically my friend and I got into a heated discussion about. So okay. I want to be like you from the Jungle Book or I won't say I'm in love from Hercules. <gasps> okay, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love that Jungle Book song. You, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. Talk like you. Um, however, Hercules is elite. Hercules is the like- music from Hercules is elite. The fact that it has not been a straight up blossoming Broadway show is a disgrace. It Hercules, should be. The music be. is unreal. I won't see, say I'm in love to me. Clear winner. I see for me, I would say, I want to be like you. No, I love, Why? I, be, I, that is one song. I just know. I just know that the beginning part so well, and it just makes me feel good. Like I feel I it's, it makes me so happy. I mean, it's definitely a feel good. I'll give you that. Like, uh, I love, I love that song, but I just feel like I won't say I'm in love is so iconic so iconic like again okay. which one I am i gonna he- sing at karaoke it's gonna be i won't say i'm in love who'd you think you're kidding he's the earth and heaven too you're trying to keep it hidden honey we can see right through you i know the whole thing this I'm might ready. be this might strike a chord with you but when you say iconic i don't i wouldn't say i won't say i'm in love as as an icon song i think it's a great song to me that's not an iconic song of disney this to me is where the Disney just Disney people and the Disney musical Disney musical theater Disney people are going to separate because musical theater every musical theater person that I know would pick Hercules I mean but it's also it's you know it's Mankin it's what it's Mankin Alan Mankin oh my gosh I thought you were saying like Meg from Hercules and I was like it's Meg yeah I was like it's when you said Mankin I was like Meg so to me, I just feel like Jungle Book is more little kid, like little kids. I associate little kids with Jungle Book, but I feel like anyone of any age would get into Hercules. I just, I, and that song. So I very good. much enjoy it. I would also, if that came on at a bar, I would do a little jig for the sake of this. I will say, I won't say I'm in love. Okay. Thank you for conceding to me. You're welcome for letting me have this one. Okay, the next one, Corella Deville or Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata, for sure. I was ready I mean, to fight, and I was like, I gave no. you Hercules. <laughs> no. You're not going to get a fight for me on this one. I mean, Corella Deville, Corella Deville. She what, then what? You not even. Oh yeah, then nobody will. Like, watch out for Corella Deville. I'm going to be honest with you, Caitlin. Uh-huh. When it comes to 101 Dalmatians. The version that I have watched the most is not the animated version. It is the Glenn Close live action 101 Dalmatians. And it is so good, which is why I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to like Emma Stone because Glenn Close to me is such an iconic Corella DeVille. But I'm willing to watch it. I mean, I I will watch it. I I think Emma Stone. I'm a big fan of Emma Stone. I am wondering how she's going to do it. I would, I'm going to have to watch 101 dalmatians like this weekend now that we're talking about it like the 90s version 
Oh, it's so good. All right, next one, uh, A Pirate's Life for Me, or A Pirate's yo, Life. Yo, ho, yo, ho, A Pirate's Life for from Me. From Peter Pan. Versus Let's Go Fly a Kite from Mary Poppins. Let's go fly a kite. It's that one. Yeah. Okay, what's this from Nightmare Before Christmas or Beauty and the Beast? That's that's not even a challenge for me. I hate Nightmare Before Christmas. I hate it Thank with a burning you. passion in my soul. I can't even believe that counts as a Disney movie. You're gonna you're gonna struck up a lot of uh you're stirring the pot with that because I Listen, know of- I'm aware all the Tim Burton fans can come for me. I don't like anything Tim Burton, not now, not ever. It's not my style. I'm not into it. I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't ever want to have to watch it. I hate it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, I'm not going to agree or disagree with you, but Mm -hmm. all right. Ready for the next half? Yes. We got circle of life. We're almost (gasps) there. Oh, (laughs) what? Wait, wait, circle, circle of life, obviously in the circle from princess and the frog. Yes. about that? Almost there. I I love Anika Noni Rose mm-hmm. so much. Also, she's in Dream Girls. I have a okay. passion. I have a passion for her as a performer. And also I love that song. And also I saw that movie in college. But obviously you have to pick Circle of Life, right? Circle of Life. Thank you. You have to. You have, you have to. to. Circle of Life. But is I'm sad a- because I- almost there is such a good song. Circle of Life is an iconic song. You know from the first note, we're in we're in the circle. For sure. For sure. Huh. Okay. The day we arrived on the planet. Also, Elton John. I mean, come on now. Yes. But the ha duenya. Oh, do you consider that part of the circle of life? Yeah. It's the beginning. I thought it was like a prologue. I thought the beginning was the, no, I, I, the I, day I... we arrived. <laughs> no, I from that first. Okay. Ha, you, you know all right reflection from mulan verse so close from enchanted should we say at the count of three one yeah two three reflection, reflection. okay yeah moving along Look okay at me don't even get me started on live action mulan though i didn't see it don't you've got a friend in me from toy story versus love friend in me yep. versus love is an open door from frozen oh <gasps> are we gonna say on the count of three okay one, two, three. You Ooh, got a friend. Is it open door? <laughs> oh, no. Are you? Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Randy Newman, you've got a friend in me. Very classic. Yes. But love is an open door. It's a viral sensation. It's so cute. And it's so fun and upbeat. You got a friend in me. I feel like it's just over and over. Such a feel good song. It's a song to sing with all your friends. It, it means so well. It means two unlikely people can be friends. Buzz Lightyear and Woody, I'm looking at you guys. I just think it brings so much you joy. You've Got a Friend in Me was inspired by I've Got Friends in Low Places. I feel like they've got a similar vibe all of a sudden. Maybe. I've got friends in low places. I've got, like, you've got, you've got friends friend in me. <laughs> Listen, you gave me Hercules. I will give you this. Thank you. But Thank I do you. think Love is an Open Door is an excellent song. Between the two, you got a friend of me. Okay. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from Mary Even though Poppins. the sound of it is something quite atrocious. Got it? Yep. And that's how you know from Enchanted. 
that's how you know he loves you. Okay, you're going to give a countdown. Should we? Okay. One, two, three. That's how Super you know. Super <laughs> Just really? Wait, I almost, I had to finish it. Oh, I been, this one is a see, back and see, forth. I, I love that song from Enchanted, but I thought you again would be like, oh, but supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is a big classic. And <laughs> it is... The way you could be, the way you describe me, oh, it's a classic. No, I'm just saying. Oh, look at Caitlin, the classic. Lady Caitlin with her just classicisms just out here being all classic. My God. You, you're a royal girl now. I don't know your life, but no, I, no, I obviously, because I burst into song when you said it. Yeah, obviously, I love that song from Enchanted, but super califragilistic expialidocious is so. I mean, it's Julie Andrews. It's Julie Andrews. So this is the first time where I'm like torn because super califragilistic expialidocious is a great song. What is the most iconic Mary Poppins song to you? Is it not super califragilistic expialidocious? So like my favorite from nobody would even know that word if it wasn't for Mary Poppins. Yeah. I mer but like of of the Mary Poppins song, my favorite one is "Let's Go Fly Fly a Kite." Super califragilistic expialidocious came on on a bar. How would you react? Dum 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 dum. And with I'd, that, I think I'd be ready that, to bop. <laughs> with that, I'm with you. I mean, this was so hard. Kiss the girl or whistle while you work. Kiss the girl, in my opinion. That's whistle while you work, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought I you have were going with that one. I was not voting. I was just so humming. Remember. Yeah, kiss the girl for sure. This next one also sparked some controversy with a friend of mine. She loves villains. So be prepared from The Lion King or A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. Are you going to count us in or what? Oh, okay. For when- this one, I say count us in because I have a str- I have an immediate reaction. I'm so afraid. One, two, three. A dream Be is a prepared. Wish. Oh, come on. Dream is a wish your heart makes is a classic. A dream is a wish your heart makes. And uh, what's that other one? When you wish upon a star. They're the same song. No, they're from different movies. They're basically the same song. No, they're not. When you wish upon a star, a dream is a wish your heart makes. Same vibe. Completely same vibe. Be prepared. It's got so much. Scar is frightening. Yes, he's based off of what's his face from Hamlet. He's supposed to be the bad guy. Freaks but me that's, out. That's but yeah, no, but it's this is not a this is not a it's not a Tim Burton situation. I know, but his song is thing, so good. This whole thing, I just feel like a dream is in which heart makes again a pillar in the Disney world. Be prepared. It's a good song. Okay, but you don't need in our running. We don't need both A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes and When You Wish Upon a Star. And of the two, I think When You Wish Upon a Star is better. No? Um, Listen, I, I'm willing to concede this one to you because I do well, agree we'll that just it's a be prepared. We'll be, pre- be prepared because the next round's going to, when we, when we eliminate more, it's going to get harder. Okay. And it's going to be easier for me, but it might be harder for you. Okay. All right. Next one. I got no strings or I just can't wait to be king. This to me is an easy choice. It's so easy. I got no strings. Oh, I just can't <laughs> wait to be king. 
King? I, I was did, gonna say, yeah. are you seriously choosing Pinocchio? Lion King was one another of my movie that was weirdly scary. It was weirdly scary. Lion King was one of my favorite movies growing up, and like mm-hmm. it does not make it doesn't sound like it because I picked a dream is a wish your heart makes, but I understand be prepared why did, scared me. So the bare necessities from the Jungle Book or. Boom, boom, boom. Bare necessities, the simple bare necessities to get about your worries and your strife. Okay. Um, and Tarzan's a stranger, or strangers like me. I wanna know. Can, can you, you show, show me? me? I, I wanna, wanna know about those strangers like, like me. me. I love Tarzan. Like I really <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Phil delivered on Tarzan. Let me he tell did. you what. that he whole did. soundtrack is a good time. One, two, three. Stranger like necessities. Me. Really? <gasps> wow. Here's the thing. I, as much as I said I love Tarzan, I feel no. like Bare Necessities of all the Jungle Book songs, that's the one that I gravitate toward. I see. I like. I want to be like you from the Jungle Book. I, well, I like that one too. But the strangers like me, I feel it's like so good. Strangers it's like me so is so good. Cool. We'll put, put that, so put, good. Put that. Put that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go from Frozen versus so this is love from Cinderella. One, two, three. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. Once upon a dream from Sleeping Beauty or what a dog he's a tramp from Lady and the Tramp. I have my answer. Hold on. I don't feel passion for either of these songs. I will let you choose. I really like Once Upon a Dream. Uh, yeah, no, I, I will say that when I was a kid, when I was forced to choose my favorite Disney princess of the official princesses, I usually chose Aurora. Okay. Because I was like, she's royal and she gets to nap. Like, I support it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? There's something. Um, I want to look up the exact lines. I'm going to do a quick go Google, but do you know the, she has like the least amount of lines of any Disney princess. I, does that shock you? Sure. Same sleeping beauty. She's asleep. <laughs> what, um, what would she be saying? She's napping. I'm, I'm looking it up just to be, <laughs> how many lines did Prince sleeping beauty have? She had in the whole movie, 18 lines, 18 wow. lines. And she's an icon talk about a star <laughs> i mean i guess if i had to be a princess to do the bare minimum and still be royal right that's what i'm saying although like obviously there are a lot of other princesses that i love next tarzan's you'll be in my heart or aladdin's friend like me you'll be in my heart i know my answer again i feel like we're gonna disagree count it down one, two, three. Friend, Friend like me. <gasps> yes. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Okay. We're back on it. We're back. I do on. love. I do love Tarzan, and I think that song makes me cry to this day. In that movie, it makes it, me cry. It is but, a sad. But Friend like me is so fun. Okay. I see the light from Tangled or uh, Beauty and the Beast. Guest on. I'm pretty indifferent on the two. I think. Do you want to count? Because I th- I do have a an opinion. What's the wait? Wait. You just like 
that what's Push the out line, her chest. What's the line about his chest? Can we look up the lyrics? Oh my the god! The people wait. who are Big Beauty and the Beast fans are, are so mad at me. I know at these us. lyrics. Wait, I'm gonna. <gasps> Why? Why? When I googled Gaston lyrics, does it come up in Japanese? We've been hacked. <laughs> no one asked for this. What? Okay, I'm glad that was not just me. Oh, is that why you were also freaking out? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Oh, every last inch of me is covered with hair. That's what the part it is. Why is that something to declare? Like, what is that? Every last inch of me is covered with hair. That's where I would swipe. No. (laughs) (laughs) Kim said, Manscaper, I'm out, Gaston. (laughs) How well will Gaston do on Tinder? He, I feel as though he's definitely holding a fish in a picture. He's no he's an yes in, well maybe he but he's definitely an influencer i feel like he's one of those influencers that is like mean but hot i i feel like he's like a personal trainer influencer like maybe. he is yeah he does like lives on tuesdays for his like upper body strength and then like leg day on <laughs> thursdays come work out with me on my instagram live yeah no one is as every last inch of me is covered with hair <laughs> like i would I, um, I think the answer is Gaston, though, to this bracket. I agree. <laughs> Bella Note from Lady and the Tramp. And Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Lion King. Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. Can you feel the love? Yeah, no, obviously. This one, one jump ahead from Aladdin versus... One jump ahead of the bread line. Okay. First, versus following the leader from Peter Pan. My answer is Aladdin. <laughs> Same. Everybody wants to be a cat from the Aristocats. Everybody wants to be a cat because a cat's the only cat that knows knows where where it's at. at. Everyone wants to be a cat from the Aristocats or Bippity Boppity Boo from Cinderella. I like Kazuma, Bippity Boppity Boo. That one? Yeah. Put it together and what do you got? Bippity Boppity Boo. Okay. One, two, three. Everybody, Everybody wants to <laughs> Hear me out. Bibbidi Boppity Boo is a pillar. It is a classic and stuff. But if we're going on corner, we're going on the whole thing of what would you like to hear at a bar? Everybody wants. Everybody to be wants cat. to be a cat, and that's hard for me to <laughs> say because it's hard for me to say because I am afraid of cats. I'm, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Okay. Everybody wants to be a cat. It's a little bit sexy. Oh, everybody wants to be an alley cat. You tell me that's not a little bit of like sexy. It's a little jazzy. Right, right. Um, I, yes. I wonder if Gaston would uh, sing it. Every last inch of them is covered with hair. (laughs) (laughs) So the last one. Part of your world from The Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. Or... Zero to hero. From ah! uh, <laughs> I knew it was gonna get you. my soul. Hercules Hercules on the- do a hot take right now for all these Hercules fans listening. The best songs are the gospel truth songs. The whole song is, I mean, all the songs, the whole movie are great, but the gospel truth songs, young Herc was mortal now. <laughs> or 
he ran the underworld. They all start like that. I'm obsessed. They're my favorite. <laughs> They're my favorite so much. I love them. Okay, as hard as this is, I have to say part of your world. I'm so glad I agree. Like, I'm obviously, I love Hercules, but part of your world that you have part to. of your world and you here's to. the thing too this podcast on the rocks could be your drink Correct. or you could be sitting on those rocks like, like ariel. ariel yep like you're, ariel. Right. you're right you're right you're right you got her right. okay so we're going from the beginning water. okay all right we're gonna do this quicker when you wish upon a star or i'll make a man out of you i'll make a man out of you yep i agree all right hawaiian roller coaster ride or colors of the wind colors of the wind i agree all right. How far I go versus under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. Okay. We're, we're doing well. Prince Ali versus Spoonful of Sugar. Spoonful, Spoonful of, sugar. of Sugar. Okay. A Whole New World versus You Can Fly. A Whole New World. A Whole New World. Okay. We're doing well. Poor Unfortunate Souls or Be Our Guest. Poor Unfortunate Souls. Souls. Oh, dear. Be Our Guest. Poor Unfortunate Souls. Be, a, be Our Guest. But, but, but Huh. but poor unfortunate souls but be our guest but poor unfortunate souls be our guest ursula though ursula ursula is a gay icon caitlin beauty and the beast is not a gay icon i'm not going based on what's a gay icon <laughs> i know but like ursula lumiere is a friend for them all and he is lit all the time Okay, but <sighs> course by course, one by one, till you shout. Enough, I'm done. And you die, Or, or, poor unfortunate souls. Go ahead, make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much, just your voice. <laughs> know i'm i don't uh for me it's poor unfortunate souls but if this is if this is the one that you want to choose it means i get to win next time but then i'm looking to see like which one oh see i can't look and see so that's not fair either you can't cheat you can't cheat i I can't look but if if if, listen this is all bartering do you want to give me this one so that you get the i feel like we should call we should phone a friend phone a friend all right oh all right we're gonna phone a friend we're gonna phone meg Hey, it's Caitlin. Egg. Hi, I know. It's a, okay, so you're on the podcast right now with Alyssa and I. This is important. Oh my God, I'm excited. Yeah, you're our first guest. Um, we 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 have a tiebreaker. Okay. Um, we're doing a March Madness of Disney songs. Oh, okay. you I, you said March Madness, and I was like, why are you calling me? But then, you said <laughs> okay. but also, okay. Meg, it's us. Do you really think we would be doing March Madness of anything else? Okay. Okay. So, poor unfortunate souls from Little Mermaid or be our guest from Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest. What? Meg. Why? By course. Damn it. Enough. I'm done. You can't help but do a kick line. Oh, but poor unfortunate souls makes me want to twerk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you for being our tiebreaker. All right. Bye. bye. I really thought she was going to pick yours. I feel betrayed. 
<laughs> I won't say I'm in love or a kuna matata. I know my answer. Damn it. I know mine too, but I don't like it. What do you mean you don't like it? I mean, the answer is Hakuna Matata, but yes, I won't say I'm in love is so good. Yes, it is. It deserves to be championed for all peoples. That's like how I feel about eye to eye. But here we are. Oh, Caitlin, eye to eye can't hold a candle to I won't say I'm in love. It's so good, though. It's still so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Circle of life versus reflection. Circle of life. Okay. I, I, agree. I love reflection, but it's got to be circle of life. It's I too iconic. We were gonna have to qu- I thought we were going to have to phone a friend. No, nah, not on that one. Okay, you got a friend in me versus supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No. You got a friend in me for you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm calling Jess. Call Jess. Okay. Hello? Jess, I need you right now because Caitlin- You're on the podcast. You're on the podcast. We need you to do a tiebreaker- we have a standoff where we cannot agree which of these Disney songs deserves to move on in our Disney March Madness. Oh, I'm so excited. Tell okay. Me. You need to cast the vote. Caitlin? Okay. Okay. You got a friend in me from Toy Story. Super califragilistic expialidocious from Mary Poppins. Mm, you got a friend in me. Why yes! do I keep losing? <laughs> oh my God. Yes! <laughs> Super califragilistic expialidocious is a classic. But personally, I like you got a friend of me more because it gives me more emotion. <sighs> okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> Love you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Kiss the girl or be prepared. Kiss the girl. Okay. Oh, I was going to let you have be prepared. Not, not this time. All right. All right. Strangers like me or I just can't wait to be king. <gasps> okay. Wait. Okay, I know my answer. One, two, three. Just I just can't, can't wait, wait to, be, to king. be king. Okay, okay. All right, we're making progress. Let it go or once upon a dream. Let it go. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna give that one to you. Okay. I'm gonna give it to you. I, You're gonna I, let I, it go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. All right, friend like me or guest on guest on friend like me we are now calling jess's fiance to be the third person in this debate hello you are on the podcast with me and caitlin and we need your help in a tiebreaker can you do it are you anything oh thanks beautiful thank you okay so we're doing a disney songs march madness and we need you to pick which song deserves to move on to the next bracket okay so it's friend like me from aladdin or yeah. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Oh. <laughs> uh, what, what point in the bracket is this? This is the second round. The second round. Oh, my God. Um, I, want, I want to say friend like me because <sighs> I, I stand Robin Williams real hard. Um, and Jamie is like one of my favorite characters of all time. But I know the majority of people are probably going to hate me for that. No, it's fine. I lose every time we call someone for help. Let me let me put it to you this way: if if I'm going off of the no, it's it's probably friendly be for both. I was gonna say if I'm going off of the the Broadway versions, um, it's friend like me by a landslide. Dang it! Um, Caitlin is doing a dance. Hero, I just I Caitlin just is dancing on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel Chris, you're the third person we've called with our stand with our stances. And every stance they have taken my side. <laughs> Literally oh every God. time Alyssa loses, it's fine. What what is Alyssa's argument? For for Gaston? Song. Yeah. Because Gaston is so incredibly funny and it's a comedy number for a villain. Like those are rare. Chris, do not change sure. your mind. Do not change your mind. What is, every last inch of me is covered with hair. That shit is hilarious. Yeah, no, I'm 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 too big of a fan of Robin Williams. Oh, fine. Yes, thank you, Chris. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for answering the phone. <laughs> Sorry it's okay it's okay <laughs> we needed an unbiased person so yep. thank you no problem okay bye all right bye yeah. wow I, I am i feel i feel hurt <laughs> i am feeling really neat oh. i'm feeling so neat right now can you feel the love tonight versus one jump ahead can you feel the love tonight yeah everybody wants to be a cat or part of your world Part of your world. Part of your world. All right. We're making progress. Even though everybody wants to be cat is still a sexy song. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> we're now to the next round. It's I'll make a mana of you versus colors of the wind. I'll make a mana of you. Well, I'm not well. I'm not well. I'm not well. Alyssa. Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa. You said if this song came on in a bar, you would be in. I know, but 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 Pocahontas. No, no it's nope, nope. All right, I'll make a man out of you. Yeah, but this was, this hurts me. This hurt this this that would hurt you. Me. It hurts me to choose between those two. Wow, under the sea versus spoonful of sugar. Under the sea. Under the sea. I agree. A whole new world versus be our guest. A whole new world. I feel like I we've went on a journey though with be our guest. <gasps> Really, you think be our guest better than a whole new world? This one breaks me because I really could go either way. I think I'm gonna go a whole new world. Just I I have a better relationship with a whole new world. Okay. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Akuna Matata versus Beauty and the Beast. Beauty they're and the so, Beast. They're so different, and they're equally as classic. They're equally as classic, and they're so different. They're so. I agree. I I'm personally gonna go with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I agree. You know what? That song skyrocketed Celine Dion to fame. It's required. We Church. stand Celine, one hundred and ten percent. Yes, we stand a Canadian queen. All right, oh, Circle sure. of Life versus You Got a Friend in Me. Circle of Life. Yeah, Circle of Life. It's hard. That one's hard. All right, Kiss the Girl or I Just Can't Wait to Be King. I just can't wait to be king. Okay, yeah, I agree. All right, All right. Uh, Let It Go versus Friend Like Me. It's Friend Like Me. Oh, okay, good. I agree. But it would have been let it go if it was Gaston. <laughs> Can you feel the love tonight versus part of your world? Part of your world. I agree as well. Part of your world. And we're getting close. I'll make a man out of you versus under the sea. I know my answer. I you want to say I don't I don't know my answer. Oh wow. Okay. My answer is I'll make a man. I'll make a man out of you. Okay. I, I was leaning, but then I was like, yeah. I don't know though. Cause under the sea, it's so good. Don't get me wrong, but I'll make a man out of you. It hits. It does hit. Does hit. So a whole new world versus beauty and the beast. Oh, my brain and my gut say two different things. Okay. My gut says 
a whole a whole new world is the song I'd rather sing along to. But my brain says Beauty and the Beast was a much bigger deal of a song. And again, I bring up Celine. Well, like without of like the outer statistics, I mean, I don't know. I I agree. I agree. If I were to sing to any song, a whole new world's it. But I also really enjoy, I really enjoy Beauty and the Beast. And it's so like a whole new world is a beautiful song, but Beauty yes. and the Beast is a regal song. It's that's just it. Yeah. Beauty regal. What are we doing here? I think we just answered our question. Did we answer? Is it Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Circle of Life versus I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Circle of Life. Well, um, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Really? I love I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But Circle of Life is like, I think Circle, in, in my opinion, I think Circle of Life is could very well end up taking this whole thing. Circle of Life is an iconic song. Correct. Do not get me wrong. But I Just Can't Wait to Be King, I still very much enjoy. But for the sake of this, I will agree with you. I'll say Circle of Life. Okay. Yes. Friend like me versus a whole a part of your world. I'm gonna go with part of your part world. Part of your world. Yeah. So we're at the final four. I'll make a man out of you versus Beauty and the Beast. It's gotta be Beauty and the Beast. I love again, Mulan is my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, no, I of know. All Disney movies, Mulan's my favorite. I love Mulan. And to be honest, the best track from Mulan is called Short Hair, and it's from the film score of Mulan. And it slaps. I will hear nothing less. That is the best song from Mulan. But track five. Um, <laughs> but the gravity of Beauty and the Beast is just much weightier. Okay. I'll do Beauty and the Beast. It's, it's a toss-up, though. Like, you would, you would agree. It could go either way. If we did this tomorrow, I might have been like, no, I'll make a man out of you hits. There's no way I would ever choose I'll make a man over Beauty and the Beast. I think it depends on the day for me. Okay, so Circle of Life versus A Part of Your World. Now, this one to me is like... It's funny because before I was like, I want to get rid of Circle of Life, but now I'm like, yeah, I would do it. But I feel like now as a podcast, we owe allegiance to Ariel on those rocks. <sighs> so, okay, so there's, these are very different songs because one is an ensemble song and one is a solo song. But they're both so iconic. <laughs> I like that you you went it based on like musical number. Like one's ensemble and one's a solo. I genuinely don't know. I think I would go circle of life. If you feel like stronger about one, then let's go with that. Because I right. genuinely don't know which one I would pick. So circle of life. So we have our top two, which is beauty and the beast versus circle of life i mean i said earlier i thought that circle of life would win the whole thing um but they're both i don't know they're both a big deal they're both a big deal like to me both of those songs big deal one is very romantic and one is very like community yes overarching everyone's at the table or in the circle i think i personally am probably going with circle of life yeah i agree okay and that's it that is it my friend wow so i mean some people might like brackets with basketball baseball football i cannot believe the only high school musical song that made it into this chart was from high school musical three what the crap was that (laughs) 
I'm going to make you do a bracket of exclusively high school musical songs hey, at some point in the Maybe future. that could be my thing on the podcast. Like, I'll just bring in random brackets. Well, one time I'm going to do a bracket and it's going to be high school musical songs for you. Okay. Or it'll be musical theater songs. We'll see. We'll see. So should we do last call? Last call. Hang on. So, Alyssa, do you want to explain last call again? Last call. This is the time in the show when we share something that we are grateful for this week or um, share a moment where we were experiencing joy or a moment when we had a personal victory. My last call, and this makes perfect sense with the theme of this episode, okay? My last call is that my mom and I had a day last week where we suddenly locked eyes (laughs) and agreed that St. Patty's Day training begins the day after Ash Wednesday, which for us is tomorrow. Texted my brother and said, we're going to FaceTime you to do a shot. He said, yes, I'm in. So that's a moment where I guess I was feeling joy because I don't know. I love my family so much and they're so much fun. And I wish everybody had a family that was as fun as I do. Oh, I also love your family. And if I don't get a FaceTime to do a shot tomorrow, I'm going to take it personally. Oh, you'll get one. Okay. I better. Uh-huh. I better. Uh-huh. Get All right. I promise. Okay. Fireball. Ooh, ooh no, I'm allergic to fireball. Oh, <laughs> what are you, gonna have- shot- what are you going to do shot of? I have tequila in my room. So my personal joy is actually from the listeners. Like our first episode came out. I was so nervous, but like, cause I felt like we were riding a wave and the amount of support and this, uh, the outpour of love and DMS and text messages and comments have been, I'm have been wonderful. I'm beaming. I have been smiling from ear to ear I read all of them. I might not respond to all of them. I, I will get to a message and I see Alyssa has responded. And I was like, I don't know if I I'm should. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I also love reading them and yes. I love responding to them as well, but you should respond to them also. I, I wasn't sure. I don't know if like people want a double response. Getting these messages gives me so much like umph, and I am so glad there are people that are listening to us and really responding positively to us though i don't know if people will have a strong maybe they'll change their mind because they're disney opinions who knows um this, i mean this episode really runs the gamut there's a lot of history <laughs> about ireland and then it's disney songs so and clearly disney if you haven't picked up on it by now this is a podcast where we talk about whatever we'd like to talk about yes and or whatever I, you'd like us to talk about let us know yes yes and i this week i wanted to talk about disney songs <laughs> That's what, that was the thing i was like yeah the world is crazy let's just I mean, focus on disney. march madness march the irish it makes sense yeah i um, have i have really enjoyed people's feedback about their birth times yes i have too a lot of people have responded to the birth times mm-hmm. i there and like i liked some of the responses too my uh steph responded to the birth time saying she was scheduled so she feels like she doesn't truly know because she doesn't know what time her body wanted to start on this earth (laughs) yeah she she felt as though she doesn't have a full response i'm checking to see what other responses (gasps) were there um there was another response i saw the one response from mary kate uh she put in i thought i was a morning person but now i'm wondering if i'm forced to conform to the world of morning people 
Mary-Kate, to you I say, directly to you I say, girl, find a time to let your circadian rhythm live its truth and then you'll find out. I know that's really challenging because jobs, so I don't know if you can do that, but if you can, do it. <laughs> Those are some of our DMs. If you want to DM us on Instagram, you can find, or even follow us on Instagram. We would love for you to do both. Mm-hmm. You can follow us at Neat and on the Rocks podcast on Instagram. We are also Neat and on the Rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email or any suggestions or any questions or just to say, hey, we will say hey back. If you want to follow us on Twitter where we're tweeting away, we're at N-A-O-T-R pod. So check us out. Give us a follow, a like or a retweet something we would love it (laughs) thanks so much for supporting us in our first episode we hope that you enjoy this episode as well it means the world and if you can no big deal though it would be a big deal to us if you can rate a review give us some stars five stars preferably tell your friends tell your friends tell as many people we would love the more the merrier here and meet on the rocks (laughs) 